This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. To listen to part two of tonight's interview and all of our interviews, just go to VeritasRadio.com and click on the subscribe button. You will receive your login immediately. And Sanitas Radio is already making a difference. All the guests will help us improve our health and live longer. How, you ask? Go to SanitasRadio.com and find out. You cannot put a price on health. And the futuristic metal case USB drive with Season 5 is now available. Go to the Veritas store for more information. You can also purchase MMS right there. And to get in touch with us, for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Tonight's interview was recorded a few weeks ago. During the interview, you will hear the guest and I discuss Lloyd Pye, the founder of the Star Child Project, his sacrifices toward changing the current paradigm, and his fight with cancer. Unfortunately, Lloyd Pye passed away on Tuesday, December the 9th, at 6.15 p.m. Central Time. Everyone at the Star Child Project was deeply saddened to hear the news. His nephew wrote, quote, 
Lloyd was surrounded by family and died in his mother's arms. Thank you to all of his friends and fans for your support, prayers, and love. He loved you all deeply. Unquote. Lloyd touched us all and taught all of us to think about the world in a profoundly different way. As he used to say, quote, Not everything you know is wrong, but a heck of a lot it is. Unquote. Lloyd, thank you for everything you have done for all of us and for sharing your brilliance and your light with us. We will do everything we can to continue your legacy. I had the privilege of spending time with Lloyd last year, and tonight's interview memorializes his work. Lloyd Pye and his team chose Matthew Brownstein to continue his legacy for a reason. Rest in peace, Lloyd. Tonight's special guest is Matthew Brownstein from the Star Child Project. Coming up right now on Veritas. Matthew Brownstein is the newest member of the Star Child Project team, which has been working actively since 1999 to prove the mystery of a 900-year-old carbon-dated bone skull that genetic experts and medical professionals feel could very well be another species not yet known to modern science. Matthew is the chief operating officer of the Star Child Project and has joined the team to help with their fundraising efforts to raise the money to sequence the DNA of the Star Child Skull. Matthew works directly with Lloyd Pye and the entire Star Child Project team to create more public awareness of a skull that could truly change history as we know it. Matthew is also the executive director of the Florida Institute of Hypnotherapy and has been in the fields of alternative therapies and alternative knowledge for over 20 years. As a hypnotherapist, he is also very familiar with the phenomena of hypnosis and alien abduction and the profound implications of what it would mean to prove alien life. And to learn more about Matthew Brownstein and the Star Child Project, visit the website starchildproject.com, which is also linked at ours. And directly from Tampa, Florida, I would like to introduce Matthew Brownstein. Hello, Matthew, and welcome to Veritas. Hello, Mal. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here with you. Oh, thanks for being on the show. And I know most of our listeners know what the Starchild Project is and Lloyd Pye. But for those who don't, give us the history of the Starchild Project and how you came on board as well. Sure, be happy to. As many people know, of course, Lloyd Pye has been the major spokesperson for the Starchild Project. And just to mention how I got into it, and then we'll go into the history. About a year ago, I made a donation to the Star Child Project. I was Googling around. I found starchildproject.com, and I said, my God, if this skull is the real deal, whatever this is, I need to know. And I made a donation, and Lloyd Pye was kind enough to email me back directly. And it turned out we didn't live that far from each other. And we started talking and communicating. And I said, so, you know, it's been going on since 1999. You have a 900-year-old carbon-dated bone skull that the current DNA is showing is probably not human. Uh, Like, where is this at? And I was just excited beyond words. Um, 
after talking a little while, my background is not only in alternative therapy and alternative knowledge, but I run multiple companies, different businesses, and I realized the primary place the Star Child Project was at is they need to raise a significant amount of money to sequence the entire genome of the Star Child skull. So I said, let me come up with a plan. And let's see if the team that's currently on board, there's a bunch of people work behind the scenes, if the team likes it. Um, Lloyd actually came to Tampa, visited. I got to hold the actual star child skull for the first time and look in those eyes. And I said, this, you, you can't hold this skull and look in those eyes and think anything, but this is not human. It's just an eerie, odd, yet profound feeling to look into those eyes. After presenting to the team the plan that I saw we needed to do to bring the project to fruition, they voted me on as the chief operating officer. They said, you're a full-fledged full member of the team. I was honored. And uh, we've taken things since about this one-year period of time to where we're finally ready to start the fundraising that's necessary to legitimately raise the money to sequence the entire DNA. That's how I came on board. If you like, I'll be happy to elaborate on the history of the skull itself for those who may not be familiar with it. Absolutely. Let's start. And by the way, let me just say this. When I first heard about the Starchild Project years ago, that is exactly what came to my mind. It's like, what are we waiting for? But the amount of money that's required to do the DNA sequencing and all the, the genetic testing must be enormous. So I thought there should be a fundraising effort of, of gargantuan proportion. So I'm glad that with your savvy business background, you're on board to, to help in that regard. But yes, tell us right from the beginning, how did all of this start? Absolutely. Let's do that. And I'd love today to let your audience know exactly where we are in the fundraising because it allows everybody to be part of the history I'm about to explain and to literally be part of it, to say that we are the first group of people, the public, not necessarily the government, which probably knows things that, you know, many of your listeners probably believe the government knows something, but no one in the public has a skull like this. And this one skull literally can change human history. So the history goes all the way back to the 1930s, where a young teenage girl was brought from Texas to Mexico with her parents to visit her hometown of origin, basically where her parents came from. This was in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. It's about a hundred miles southwest of Chihuahua. And actually I was just listening to the audiobook of Carlos Castaneda the other night. And um it turned out the places that he was going when he was experimenting with Peyote and studying with Don Juan actually was in that exact area, which I found fascinating. Um, anyway, this young girl, teenage girl, was there with her parents, and the first thing she really was told was the mine tunnels and the caves up in the mountains are strictly forbidden. And as the story always goes, and it gets a little laugh, people say, uh, well, but being a teenage girl, the first thing she's going to do, of course, is go up into the mine tunnels, into the caves. So I would have, she, I would have done exactly the same thing. Oh, me too. You know how exciting that would have been. But imagine what she found. And even if people like yourself have heard this story before, it's amazing to think of this story again. This young woman, about 14, so I want to honor who's you know, she's a woman, not a girl, she walks up into the mountain. She takes a basket with her, pretending that she's just going out looking for fruits and whatnot. Uh, she walks into the entrance of a mine tunnel and 
far enough in where she could see where there was still some light, there was a skeleton lying on the ground, which was a normal female skeleton. Yet next to it was a mound of dirt. Sticking out of the mound of dirt and wrapped around the upper arm bone of the female skeleton was what she later called a misshapen hand. She dug away at the dirt, and if you think about the imagery again of this, it's a mine tunnel. It was far enough in where rain and weather hadn't worn away at the soil or touched the two skeletons that were there in any way. So she's able to use her hands to clear away the dirt, and she found what she called a misshapen skeleton um, with a skull that was clearly different. It's hard to know exactly what her words were. We don't have a lot of her description. Yet she said the being was smaller, clearly smaller, than the female skeleton next to it. She didn't know, of course, it was a female skeleton. Later testing has shown that clearly the female found next to it um, is indeed female. And yet there was this other being, smaller, lighter, very different. She actually was able to gather all of the bones and didn't know what to do with them. So she went down into an arroyo, kind of a ravine where the waters run through, uh, and she hid them in a relatively good spot, you would think, underneath the roots of a tree <clears throat> Excuse me, that was growing off an embankment. And she goes back to the local village with her family, yet three days of torrential rains came through and washed away all of the bones. So she goes back and, of course, must have felt horrible, but she kept walking downstream looking, hoping to find something. She found the two skulls, fortunately, the female skull, which we call the companion skull, and she found the skull that we now call the star child skull. So again, for any of your listeners who aren't familiar at starchildproject.com, we have this complete history um, written out. When she, she was also able to find the upper right maxilla, the upper right jawbone of what we call the star child skull. She held on to these till almost the end of her life when she was diagnosed with a terminal illness. And back in Texas, where she lived, where she had taken the skulls, she asked some friends if they would just take these odd skulls and kind of weird things to give to somebody, but she was dying, so they said, okay, sure, we'll take them. After a period of time, I believe it was about five years, they said, you know, we don't want these anymore. So they gave them to a couple named Ray and Melanie Young, and Melanie is a, or Melanie at the time, was a neonatal nurse. She held the star child skull in her hand and noticed what we all notice immediately. It's incredibly light, incredibly strong, incredibly symmetrical, and it's just, she said, with all of her years of working with human deformities in a neonatal ICU unit, she said, this is not a human deformity. She... Uh, started asking around, and eventually came across Lloyd Pye, who is a major researcher in the fields of alternative knowledge, and he was really looking into the phenomena of Bigfoot and Yeti and Sasquatch, and he was an expert in human origins and human skulls. So she asked Lloyd, found out about Lloyd, and said, can you figure out what this is? Because he knew if he ever found a Bigfoot, he had a whole protocol already lined up of what to do. She had Lloyd begin a journey, or Lloyd accepted the journey, which started in 1999, is continuing up to this day, and I'll take a moment to let you jump in. Uh, 
But that's actually when the entire Star Child project began. The rest of that 14-year history we can certainly talk about, but that leads us up to at least when mainstream science and even geneticists started looking at the skull. And uh, one of the major people who looked at it that I'm currently speaking with and doing interviews with that we'll have out soon is a Dr. Ted Robinson, a cranial facial reconstructive surgeon, now retired. And up to this day, me just recently interviewing Dr. Robinson, I said, so after all these years with everything you know, do you believe this is human? And he said, Matthew, after all these years, I still am convinced that this skull is not a human deformity and it is not from a human being. To hear those words from somebody who actually held the skull, studied it, studied it with other medical professionals for two years, gave me so much more faith to be part of the project to say, this is the real deal. So with that, I'll throw it back over to you. And I think, uh, and thank you for that background uh, of the project. I think it's important to have professionals and, and, and medical doctors come on board. I think you have a geneticist working at the Starchild Project now, do you? Yes, on his technical credentials and name, we keep behind the scenes, yet he is a PhD at a genetics lab that I'm not allowed to disclose at all, yet he, uh, there's been DNA testing that's occurred throughout the years, and most of it honestly, and you know, it might sound biased coming from somebody who's on the Star Child Project team, but I am the new guy, and I'm very skeptical, honestly, and I can say the earlier testing that was done really was not only inconclusive, it was really just wrong. Our current, we'll call him geneticist, who's, and I only put that in quotes because we're really keeping his credentials and everything private at this point, um, it's really just to protect his professional status now until we can really show that this is clearly what it is. Um, he's done enough research over a period of about three years. We have huge amounts of information that has been gathered. Um, and he is completely convinced. And I emailed him the other day saying, you know, I need to know if I'm going to fully come on board with this and put myself out there that you as, we call him our chief science officer, uh, that you as our chief science officer, um, you know, a true person who works with genes in a genetics lab, that you believe to the depth of your being this is the real deal, that this is not human. And he said, Matthew, I would not have invested this many years this much time if I didn't think this was something other than human. So yes, we have a person who is completely qualified to sequence the entire genome. He's just sitting there waiting for myself and the other members on our team to raise the money basically to start the project going. What will happen on November the 21st is we'll be starting our first major campaign, which any of your listeners can go to starchildproject.com to donate to, um, and you'll see how to do that through our website. I encourage anybody, if you're listening, wait until November the 21st or after. And on the Star Child Project website, it'll show you a link of where to go. You're actually able to get some really nice perks for your donation. Uh, and we're going to finally, as a community, you know, you know, as the public, as people, be able to get our geneticist what he needs to be able to sequence the entire DNA. And with the matter, this could happen within a matter of less than a year. And then, of course, there'll be verifiable results. Many other scientists will look at this evidence. They'll have to duplicate it as scientific method would require. And within the period, probably that period might be maybe a year or two, 
we will have shown, we have enough evidence now that I can say this with pretty solid conviction, we will show a genome that has never been seen on the planet before. And this could be genetic evidence. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.